ruts signal a time for me to focus on rejuvenation. Uh, and I've really noticed that within work, you know, if I'm feeling like I'm in a rut related to work or, you know, in life in general, it's like, I need to focus on the rest component. I need to focus on going in. I need to focus on any sort of mindfulness practice that I can bring more clarity into my life instead of pushing and forcing doing less. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions. So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to Almost 30. I'm Lindsay. So glad you're here. And this is Krista. Hello. How are you? <laughs> um Welcome to the podcast. If you're new, thank you for listening. I don't know who sent you, but we're grateful. This is a podcast where we just have really real, hopefully insightful, funny conversations about various things in life that contribute to how we experience transitions. It was inspired by ours. Going from our 20s to our 30s. Yes. Here, here for your revolution. And we're so excited to do you know the solo episodes on Thursday. It's been so much fun to do our new format of having an interview with some of the best on every Tuesday. And then Thursday is a solo episode with both Lindsay and I, or just she, or just I. And it's been awesome to do. Yeah. Before we get into the solo episode, we just wanted to share with you some resources that Krista and I have and the team have been working on for you. This time on earth has really called us to create more content for you to access digitally. Yeah. It's been one of those things where I felt called more than ever to share a lot of the tools that we've accumulated and sought over the past, you know, seven years of my life. And a lot of those we put into the Inner Peace program. And that is a program that you can do at your leisure um, with downloadables, meditations, um, worksheets, and just a bunch of insight into reclaiming inner peace during a chaotic time. So inspired by what is going on now, we put every single resource that we've used to claim and maintain inner peace during this time. I've felt extremely peaceful during this time because I've worked so hard at it. We'll be available to you within inner peace. Yeah. And we also have the new paradigm digital workshop series coming at you. And our next one is on April 25th with Natalia Benson. She is an astrologer. She is a women's empowerment coach. And this is just going to be a really impactful and special 
gathering. We're going to talk about how to find your purpose. Um, We are going to talk about abundance and magnetism and how astrology plays a role in all of that. Yeah. So everyone's going to have their natal charts ready during the workshop. You'll be able to ask questions. We're going to get free courses for you from Natalia's website that you can access before and after the workshop. So it's tons of goodies very worth it. We are so excited about this one happening on Saturday, the 25th. And we have more workshops happening in the subsequent Saturdays for the next few months. So visit almost30podcast.com for more information about that. Yes. So we will see you almost30podcast.com for everything related to inner peace and related to our digital series around new paradigm thinking. Yeah, here for you. Here for you. Almost 30 podcasts on Instagram. Peace and love. Peace and love. See you next time. (laughs) (laughs) This is just a news. This is just a news. Just a news. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you so much. Krista and I were thinking about, you know, what we wanted to talk with you about. And we've heard from a lot of you that this time has felt kind of like a rut you know, we've we've heard very varying experiences, but there is this common theme of just feeling kind of in a rut when there's so much contrast and chaos. And so we we just got to thinking about like when we found ourselves in ruts and yeah. how we got out of them. Physically, I'm in a rut. <laughs> Physically, I'm truly in a rut. My clothes are so crazy oh, lately. It's, it's embarrassing. Justin was like the other night. I was wearing like tan tan joggers with like a old green sweatshirt with paint on it. My shoes have paint on it. I honestly look like our 85 year old neighbor. <laughs> I'm it tr- physically truly. He's like, go rut. live with him. My physical truly <laughs> defines a rut. But yeah, I think, you know, for me, I've been in and out of ruts in my life and it's been nice to get older and to be able to now see ruts as more of an opportunity for me to go in Then before I used to have ruts and really beat myself up and complain to my friends all the time and just be like, oh, I'm in a rut. I'm in a rut. I just feel, you know, not really understanding the ebb and flow of normal life and normal feelings and seeing the rut for more than, Mm. you know, what it actually was, which is like a calling for me to rest and really tune in, but really just like overanalyzing what exactly the rut meant in my life. And I think that's a huge thing with ruts is like not forcing ourselves to really analyze what the rut is and what the rut is there for. It will it will come and it will go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people become pretty focused on being able to articulate what's happening rather than feeling into it. Yes. And we had a conversation with our friend Aaron Rose, but it just sticks with me and it applies. Contrast shows you who you are. And I just think a rut is is just a time of contrast. You know, you might feel out of out of sorts, out of your routine, out of your flow. And so I don't think it's there. In my experience, looking back, of course, hindsight is 2020, but like looking back, the ruts in my life have been like this it's as if time has slowed down. And I'm really able to look and feel into what I might need to change, what hasn't been working anymore. And they've been actually really purposeful. Not that I knew how to leverage them always, but I think as I've gotten older, once I slip into what I feel is a rut, I'm able to slow down and just kind of one by one peel apart the layers of how I got to this place. And I think everyone, you know, listening can define ruts in different ways. You know, you may feel um, more 
a rut in like cooking. Like you're getting really over all the food that you're eating. You're finding it really boring. You're unmotivated. Um, you're not interested. You don't find it exciting. It's not bringing you joy. Or at work, you could feel incredibly in a rut. Like you don't really enjoy or feel passionate about what you're doing. You feel like every day is the same. You feel unmotivated. Or within a relationship, you know, if you're in a relationship with someone, ruts can happen all the time. So there are different ways in life that ruts express themselves. But overall, to me, it usually feels like I'm unmotivated or unfulfilled with what I'm doing. And I find myself avoiding whatever that is. So whatever's causing me to feel the rut, I'm avoiding that experience or really facing that experience is my is sort of how I see ruts appear in my life. When have you experienced a rut? Not in, you know, not in my, I've not experienced it in my relationship with Justin. I've definitely experienced it in other relationships that I've had where mm-hmm. I felt like we're in a rut. I think for me, because I'm so self-motivated, it's usually when I feel a rut in my own motivation or I feel like I'm avoiding certain things that I need to be doing. Yeah. I actually feel like I'm in a rut as far as like health and nutrition goes, you know, that expression in my life feels like eh, whatever because you know we can't go to gyms we're not really able to work out and the food is kind of it's always at home so it just feels unexciting totally and I just feel unmotivated because I'm wearing these like trash clothes all the time you're unable to go out and I know that seems pretty trite to say that but I do feel really a lack of motivation in that space when usually I feel pretty motivated, mm-hmm. but yeah, it can express itself in different areas of my life. I sometimes feel like I'm in a rut with work, self-work, mm-hmm. you know, doing the work, whatever that means with it, If it's therapy, if it's journaling, if it's meditation, I can definitely feel in a rut in like a spiritual sense as it relates to work. Like I don't want to do it anymore. Like I'm tired by it or I'm not feeling like I'm getting the benefits, but that's usually how I see it expressed in my life. And mm-hmm. I used to be so hard on myself about it, but now I'm so much more understanding. Yeah. And I usually just shift my focus to whatever is really garnering my attention totally. rather than focus on the rut. Yeah. What about you? I think so many of my ruts have been like emotionally charged where I get like addicted to an emotional state and I don't know that I'm like addicted to it, you know, like sadness, <laughs> fear, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. Like it's kind of a, a very, very, programmed thing for me. So I remember like my big breakup years ago, like I was just kind of like addicted to feeling low. And I was just then, then that spiraled into this rut of pulling in, like I was drinking, I wasn't eating well. I really wasn't taking care of myself. I was like perpetuating gossip. I was just kind of like in this vortex of like, oh, I'm addicted to this sadness. Let's partake in anything that feeds the sadness and the ego just like fucking loves that. Yeah, it's the victim mentality too. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I actually was actually wrote that down in my notes and I was thinking about about ruts and I think about people in my life that have been in or are in ruts. And sometimes I do believe that the ruts are determined by a dry well. And that means they're not receiving validation at that time. Therefore they are fall into a rut. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are, there's someone in my life that I can think about that, you know, consistently sort of lives on validation from others. Understandably so, you know, the way that they've grown up has been that validation. It's not you, but <laughs> it's not you. But 
<laughs> and so I'll notice kind of the patterning of when they're in a really good state and when yeah. they're in a bad state. And it's usually related to if they're dating someone that's giving them good feedback, if at work they got good feedback, yeah. if in relationship they got good feedback, you know, whatever the good feedback is really fueling their ability to like define their worth. If they're not receiving that, then they will fall into a rut. Totally. And I think that's something that people should, you know, kind of take mind of is their ruts when they happen. If it's a time where like at work, they're not receiving praise, been there. I've definitely been there. If, you know, in their relationship, they're not feeling loved or nurtured, or if within their friends, not not feeling loved or nurtured, whatever that is, I think that can also lead us to feel like, oh, that energy source of that validation is not coming to me. So this empty space feels weird and it feels like I'm doing something wrong. Therefore, I'm in a rut. Totally. Yeah. I think it really started to change for me when I started doing that like deeper self-work to know that like I was in control of not only my emotions, but also validating myself. You know, I didn't give myself enough credit to give myself a validation. Like that actually has just as much, if not more weight than my parents, my boyfriend, my friends. So that was really important. And it sounds cheesy, but it's just a practice. Like it's just like doing it over and over got me into that, like where I really respected how I felt about myself, how I felt about how I performed or was in this situation. So I think that was definitely the the switch for me. Yeah, I could say that in the previous romantic relationships that I was in, I'd be like, oh, we're in a rut because they weren't validating me in the way that I wanted to be validated all the time. Mm. You know, in previous relationships, it was like uh, words of affirmation was so important to me. And if I wasn't being affirmed as much as I wanted to be, then it felt like I was like, it didn't feel... Like it didn't feel like we were driving or like the energy was there. Mm. And it was really like, I didn't have the love for myself enough to like stand through that lack of like moments of validation. Totally. So totally. I think for work too, that's like a huge one. I see that for work, people with work all the time, you know, I mean, that's huge. Like you're spending 40 plus more hours a week, you know, with a team, with a boss, with like a coworker and, you know, to not feel like they appreciate you or they care for the work that you do, or you're, you're worthy or you're, you're valid. And what you're doing is like helpful to people is really hard. But a lot of it is like, it doesn't define who you are and it shouldn't, but it's easier said than done. So just noting, you know, that Definitely. And I think with work too, like it depends on what people's definition of success is. Yeah. You know, so it's like, what's the definition of success? And then are they being validated in that in that way? Right. Like some people don't care if like their boss says, Hey, good job, but like if they you know, are making a lot of commission right now and whatever, yes. you know, and it, it's just- Like it de- money is validating, totally. Money, it's just, it's different. Totally. So I think people can fall into different ruts as it relates to their jobs, but it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And I, but I also think that, you know, it is life itself is kind of up and down. So it's like treating, treating the rut as part of the process um, Definitely. It, you know. Yeah. It sounds sure. cheesy, but it's just like when it's coming or you feel it happening, it's understanding that it is temporary and it can be really meaningful and purposeful. But yeah, we wanted to share just kind of like how we've moved through and grown through and gotten out of 
ruts. Yeah, your moms have some advice. We got some advice. <laughs> We're your older mothers. We got some advice for you. <laughs> Listen up. That was so cute. We had an IG live today and one of the girls chopped on. She's like, hi, moms. I know. Ready for session. (laughs) So cute. (laughs) Holy mackerel. Okay, I'll get started. So, you know, now that we've defined ruts and we've shared some examples, some of the tips that Lindsay and I use to get ourselves out of ruts, knowing, you know, that we're in them just as much as you guys. So these is just things that have worked for us. But for me, um, you know, ruts signal a time for me to focus on rejuvenation. Uh, And I've really noticed that within work, you know, if I'm feeling like I'm in a rut related to work or, you know, in life in general, it's like, I need to focus on the rest component. I need to focus on going in. I need to focus on any sort of mindfulness practice that I can bring more clarity into my life instead of pushing and forcing, doing less. And it's really like I'm unmotivated because I've expended too much energy doing X, Y, and Z, and I need to focus on rejuvenation. But one of my favorite ways to um, get myself out of a rut is to focus on serving others. And so, you know, for me, that was even a small thing the past couple weeks where we've been on Instagram all the time, you know, we're doing so many Instagram lives and I've actually been joining a lot of my friends' lives. You know, I'm working, but I have their lives going and I'm just so encouraged and motivated by all that they're doing. It's so inspiring to me to like see people that I love just like shining that it's like, sounds silly and it's trite, but it's like me just providing encouragement to them to share that I love them. Or, you know, even we made a big donation to a lot of charities the past couple of weeks and that service of others helps motivate me to continue doing what I'm doing. So focusing on others and how you can be of service is like a really, really good way that I've seen to help myself get out of a rut because I'm pulled out of my mind and I'm in the collective mind of supporting and helping others. Definitely. One of the ways that I have been able to get out of ruts has been to really shake up my routine. So like creating a new routine outside of my kind of rock solid routine. And that means, you know, for the next week, I am going to, instead of waking up and making my coffee and writing in my journal, I might wake up, put on some music, jump around and call someone I love, right? Like just really shaking it up so that we don't so that we don't fall into the same emotions attached to the same practices that you're doing, yeah, right? So sure. it's like it's it's changing your state in a way. You can do it physically, but I just feel like shaking up your routine can be really powerful because for me, like I've been drawing in the mornings and it just uses another part of my brain and then it gives me some sort of satisfaction. I'm like, oh, I'm actually not bad at drawing. And then I'm like, okay, you know, there's just like this positive affirmations that come with going outside of what you always do. And it's just kind of playful. Like you don't put any weight in it. It's just, hey, let's do something new without being so attached to the outcome or what's going to, you know, the outcome and see how it makes me feel. And if it brings me joy, like that is the whole, the whole goal. So that is like something super simple. So whether it's hanging out with someone new, whether it's moving your body in a new way, whether it's reading something completely new, like maybe you're used to reading like, like yogi mantras and like 
instead you're going to learn about like how um, they're saving the rainforest in the Amazon. You know, just something completely different can use your brain in another way and create those new neural pathways that could be affirming just those feel good thoughts. And for me, like when I actually do those new things, I trust myself more. So I said I was going to do it. And then I'm like, oh, you did it. Yeah. That feels good. You know, for me, like ruts are usually in my history when I just kind of like fall out of trust with myself and I just kind of lay there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So in order to establish that trust muscle again with myself, I'd create those new routines and stick to them. I think another thing, you know, I find myself falling into ruts when I'm being, it's not like I'm a perfectionist, but I have tendencies towards pushing myself very much in all areas of my life. So, you know, I'll notice I'll fall into like a quote unquote rut if I'm not going a zillion miles a minute, if I'm not manifesting everything I want, if I'm not living in the perfect apartment with the perfect friends and the best relationship and the best feeling in my body and, and you know, everything that I want. It's like, if I'm not making progress towards goals that I've put you know, say New Year's resolutions, then I'll find myself being like, oh, I'm like in a rut because I'm not achieving these things. So I think negating or not negating, it's like working with my perfectionist mentalities and being more realistic about the actual process and journey of life Mm -hmm. is like really important. It's like, so I have these like manifestations that I want to bring into the world, but like what really matters and like what am i forgetting along the way of of that journey to these manifestations am i forgetting to nourish myself am i forgetting to slow down am i forgetting to be in the moment am i forgetting to like love what i'm doing where i am probably and that's probably where the dissonance between where i am now and the manifestations lie is in that like feeling of like a rut where i'm like oh i can't get this thing or i can't do this thing because i'm in a rut but it's really like I'm like focused too much on the perfectionism of it. Mm -hmm. And so I think women are such perfectionists, you know, we're so hard on ourselves, we're hard on each other. And, you know, I think a lot of that manifestation of perfectionism can like lead us to feeling like we're in a rut because we're feeling like we're less than, or we're not doing all, all of the things, you know, and all of the things are having the side hustle, having the job we love, having tons of friends, having like a beautiful social media account, having like a wonderful family. You know, there's so much pressure that we put on ourselves that it's like, okay to not have everything perfect all the time. Yeah. And sometimes that shows up as a rut. Totally. It's so weird. I'm like, I'm not a perfectionist, but like, at all, but I don't, some things I am. Yeah. I think everyone is a perfectionist in, in some way yeah, or for another, sure. you know, mm-hmm. and it's sometimes it's outward facing and sometimes it's just like literally inner monologue perfectionism. No, I think that's a really powerful one. I've noticed that in the ruts that I've experienced that I'm not maintaining really strong boundaries with people. Sometimes like they just seep into my experience. (laughs) And for someone like me who kind of takes on other people's experiences as my own, I have to be really careful. So throughout my life, I just kind of remember times when I felt almost paralyzed by uh, the experience of others or their opinion of my own experience where I felt like so stuck and just unsure of how I really felt. And so in establishing those boundaries, it's been really helpful for me to 
write down specifically like, and I'm just relating to people, like who those people are and the thoughts or even like the things that they've said to me, the thoughts I feel around them and then the things that they've said to me that affect me. And just like having them on paper is actually really helpful because then I'm able to see which ones were theirs, which ones I've taken on as my own and tend to repeat every single day. And then being very mindful and diligent to establish those boundaries. And that could mean um, having a really honest conversation, which is not easy. So there's that. But I do think if it comes from a really heart-centered place and you can, before you make a phone call or send a text or have an in-person conversation, it is really like dropping down into your heart rather than like speaking from the monkey mind or just like creating distance and space and how you... Act. So lately with my like family in particular, I'm just kind of like living my life as I want to be living my life. And because I'm happy and confident in what I'm doing that I just, I know that eventually they're going to like understand and hop on board and those boundaries will be super healthy and needed. And I think boundaries serve both parties when they're when they're maintained correctly. So that's been really vital in kind of getting me out of that rut of feeling so weighed down by other people's feelings and experiences. Yeah, it can take your energy. A rut is like energy. It feels like energy is taken from you. So if you're worried, if you're concerned about others and you have that boundary that's not there, it's like they're taking your energy. So you feel like it's like almost like you're immobile because they've taken all your energy Mm -hmm. and you're so concerned about, you know, their feelings. So yeah, that, that definitely, definitely is a good one. Um, As a last one, I have um, accountability. So you know, my sister is actually part of this group and an old friend of mine, Chelsea Moeller in Ohio, where I'm from. Uh, it's called Brave and it's an accountability group for the women, uh, their friends. So it's, cool. I, I'm trying to think of how many women it is, maybe eight to 10, but it's called Brave. And I'm actually going to get the format and structure because I want to share it with our community. Cool. I want to steal it from them, rebrand it and steal it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just want to share it with you guys. I think it's amazing. I'll give everyone credit. But it's called Brave and they basically, it's accountability for them doing things outside their comfort zone. So they come together once a week and they share, you know, what are the things that they want to accomplish and get outside their comfort zone to do? What did they do? What steps did they take? Do they need help? Do they need encouragement, et cetera? So, you know, whether it's through the almost 30 nation ambassador program with our ambassador groups in cities all over the world, or it's just within your friend group. I think there is a huge thing to be accountable to one another when you guys are trying to get you know, yourself out of a rut or change your experience. And that's, you know, attributed to any sort of mental health related issue, you know, going, being in a rut isn't necessarily attached to that. But I do think accountability is huge for times when you're feeling like you want to change your mental state to one that feels more positive, conducive for change, loving and present. So I think accountability is, is huge. Yes, yes, and I yes, think yes. As a, just a point on that, this is something I should do for myself that I don't. But, you know, you have your people in your life that you complain to, you know, whoever those people are. And it's like, I think about those people and it's like, I probably should set the expectation with them that like, 
there should be a timeline for complaining and there should be a timeline and an expiration date for like when I'm able to complain about something and when I should be moving on. 100%. You know what I mean? It's like ruts should only last for so long and after they've lasted for so long, it's it's sort of on me to get out of victim mentality and make the change myself. So if you are being accountable for someone, they should obviously give you the permission for that. But I think that's something that I would like to instill is like telling that other person if I find myself complaining where I'm in a rut to like, hey, give me like a positive, honest nudge. Like, hey, you're kind of, you've been talking about this for three weeks now. It's time to like make some change and get out of, get out of this mental state. Totally. Yeah. I've been wondering like, how do I say that to like, like good friends? You know what I mean? Where it's just like, hey. Like I remember that more in college where like I'd give the same advice for three years and I'm just like, don't get drunk and go over to his house. (laughs) Like like, I went, I went over to his house and I'm really sad. Um, Yeah. So I think, but that is like a loving thing. Like that's the whole thing about being an adult is like speaking truth into your friends and like for, for their good. Yes. And for their growth. Sex in the City did it best. Did it best. Honestly. <laughs> Miranda and Carrie did it best. Shot each other fucking straight. Iconic. It's true. Iconic. I didn't watch that show until later and it was actually really helpful. Iconic. Really helpful. It's so fucking helpful. Yeah. How they lived in like $5 million houses. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Literally. The places were huge. She's like, I'm a poor writer. Honestly. <laughs> I'm like, that's pretty sure that's 2,000 square feet. <laughs> uh, and my last tip. It's just been really helpful for me to not uh, label a period that feels like a rut as good or bad. You know, I'm just like wanting to be more neutral in those periods of my life because then I'm able to become more of an observer rather than a participant in the... Uh, it's I think an illusion, baby. Yeah, truly. It's an illusion. Emotional addiction of it. Like that, the drama of it, I think there is a subconscious part of me that really loves it. And so if I can be as neutral as possible, it also helps with like... That's the central nervous system. I'm not safe. Yes. Yes, exactly. And that feels like home for a lot of people. Totally. That feeling of like, I'm not safe. I'm not safe. I'm not safe. Help me, help me, help mm-hmm. me. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it is definitely a feeling of home for a lot of people. So meditation is super helpful and finding that ne- neutral state, getting enough sleep is super helpful because lack of sleep just, I mean, I'll do a whole podcast. We could do a whole podcast on that. It's so important. Make sure, making sure that we're uh, nourishing our bodies helps to just be in that like really neutral state where you're not like overly stimulated or understimulated. You're just like nourished and grounded and earth energy, you know? So that's been really helpful. So if you ever find yourself having thoughts of like, God, this time's like, if you have a thought about this time that is negative, judgmental, I'm trying to think of an example where it's like, God, I can't believe I'm still here or mm-hmm. I can't believe this. It's just being super neutral in that like, here you are, you know? And there are things for for us in every moment, you know? And it doesn't have to be this big 180 shift, but if you can kind of be with yourself in these moments and maybe have one illuminated thought of like, oh, wow, I understand better 
why this one thing triggers me. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay, noted. You know, just like being that neutral. Love that. Spirit. Beautiful. So just to recap, mine was to serve others, to have accountability, and to squash perfectionism. Oh, mine were going outside of your routine. So really shaking it up, changing your state, um, and surprising yourself. And two was creating boundaries. Really, really important um, as you navigate out of a rut and grow through it. And then the third is just not labeling this time as good or bad and being in a more neutral state. Beautiful. Peace, love, and crafts. That was amazing. Okay. Thank you guys so much. You know, we'd love to hear your tips on how you guys get out of a rut. The Mm -hmm. Almost 30 Podcast community connects on Facebook and on Instagram. So Instagram is Almost 30 Podcast. And then the secret Almost 30 Podcast Facebook group, there's thousands and thousands of women all over the world that are being kind and supporting each other there. And then would love to have you guys for our digital workshop series new paradigm workshop series with some of the best in the business over the next couple months. The first one is happening on the 25th with Natalia Benson using astrology to manifest your dream. And then we also have our inner peace program, which helps you cultivate the peace that you deserve during chaotic times. Yeah. We're here for you always. Thanks for tuning in. You mean the world to us. Yes. And we'll see you on the next one. See you soon. You can find (laughs) us on Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, Twitter, all of the places. TikTok. TikTok. (laughs) We're TikToking. Mom and dad are TikToking. (laughs) Cannot wait to see you there. I know. (laughs) We love you. Love you. Bye.